Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. It's Weird Islanders, the podcast, back once again. My name is Dan. That is Mike. Uh, how are you doing tonight, Mike? I'm uh, doing as well as I can when, when you're an Islander fan, but uh, <laughs> this is a good uh, cathartic kind of you know, stress reliever of an episode because uh, you know, this, this player was a, he was a star that never became a star, I guess is <laughs> the best way to put it. Like there was a, a one of the themes on the show for sure is that uh you know some some of these weird islanders were guys who uh when they came to the island you felt like they had a chance to to really break out into something uh for one reason or another and uh this player for sure fits that mold um it's an absolute treat to have on on your team and pretty excited to to talk about his islander tenure here yeah, definitely. Uh, we don't throw around the word legend that uh, willy-nilly in these parts, but this man is absolutely a true Islanders legend, as is our special guest. So let's bring her on. She runs the account on Twitter called At Islandermania, one of the most indispensable resources that I can think of for all Islanders fans. If you're not following it, you should be. You have definitely seen her on Twitter under the uh, handle of Isles Chick. And her name is Lisa. Lisa, how are you tonight? Good. How are you? I am very well. Uh, it's great to talk to you. Uh, I've been a fan of uh, your work for a long time on Twitter. Again, I do find the the uh, account to be indispensable for following Islanders articles and, and things that get posted all around the internet. So like, how did this, how did you get started doing this? And, and uh, like, how much work uh, is this to uh, kind of keep up with all this stuff every day? Okay, so it goes way, way back. Uh, <laughs> Let's go back to like 1999. I mean, this is like early, early stuff. Mm. And I was on a message board and, you know, with a bunch of guys 
and the message board still exists, hmm. Islander Mania. And it was just every morning I would go and I would get these articles and I would post them on the board. Hmm. And then once social media came about, I started just posting them on Twitter instead. I was like, it was just easier just to shoot them out there. But I still have the message board. And actually, a couple of weeks ago, they complained to me that I no longer post them on the board and that they have to go to Twitter to find them. And I just think that's so funny. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Um, yeah. I was uh, a big uh, MikeMustGo.com uh, message board. Oh, poster. yes. I, and, you know, I, I, I was... I was uh, I guess not internet savvy enough at that time to know if there was a, a rivalry between the two boards, but <laughs> there were uh, so I need, many need to know. You know, there were so many boards at that time. And mm. actually it's funny because the first place that I heard about shrimp was on do you guys remember a hockey future? Like there was oh, yeah. yes. absolutely yeah. and there was a message board on there that was like just crazy. And that mm. was the first time I ever heard of Rob Shrimp was on mm. that message board. And he had such a, he had a fan base. I nice. mean, it's kind of crazy to think that he had a fan base when he was like, you know, 15 years old, but he did. And mm. that's where I first heard of him before everything. That's great. Well, that, I mean, that leads us right into tonight's guest. So Lisa, will you please reveal or at least <laughs> announce the special focus of tonight's episode of Weird Islanders, the podcast? Oh, oops, I already did. But yeah, it's, it's Rob, <laughs> it's, it's Rob Shrimp, and that's where I first heard of him. And then. He was on the Oilers, mm. and then he came to us. And and he became a legend. Like I said, uh, if you are a longtime reader of Lighthouse Hockey, the words Rob Shrimp Hockey definitely mean something to you. And we're going to talk all about Rob Shrimp Hockey, what that means, uh, what uh, what the man himself meant to Islanders fans. But let's go back to those those early junior days, because that's where the sort of legend of Shrimp actually began. So if you can go back to those early Islanders mania message board days, like what was, what was the kind of scuttlebutt about shrimp at that time? Uh, he was playing for the London Knights and, and really right. tearing it up. But even, even before then, he before was. That, yeah. I mean, before that he was, they interviewed him because he like, he did something with Gretzky. Like mm. the, he was definitely, they were priming him to be, you know, a really big deal. And, I don't know if anyone remembers this, but he was on Mississauga and then he requested a trade. Hmm. I, I don't know, know if you saw that, but Don, <laughs> that was Don Cherry's junior team. Hmm. And it was bad. I mean, this was like years ago. And his agent was like, you know, you're not doing well. Let's force a trade. And that's what happened. Hmm. But, but he was labeled a hot dog before any of this even happened. Hmm. Yeah, that was sort of hallmark of shrimp hockey was flashy moves, particularly in like shootouts and overtimes and things like that. He was the guy who was like spinning the puck around on his stick. Is there like, is there a Michigan like that's kind of like the advanced <laughs> Michigan where like you using centripetal force to like keep the puck on the stick as you spin around and get it up there? It, he was doing stuff that was big on on YouTube. Like that was really the thing. Like it really caught people's attention. Like, oh my god, what is this guy doing? And uh, yeah, I mean, his name was out there very, very young, uh, very, very early in his career when he was doing that. So I didn't know he forced the trade, though. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he kind of was like the first YouTube, because uh, yes. this is yeah. you know, mid-2000s, mid, mid mid-aughts. And yeah. I feel like he was the first YouTube hockey player, um, like like kind of like that Oliver Wallstrom clip, like mm -hmm. when he was yeah. a little kid. Um, yeah. I feel like Shrimp had... had uh, had some stuff like that, and uh, because you, YouTube was sort of in its infancy, and and hockey was such a niche sport, like his his clips would go, you know, would right. go viral, and you'd be like, "Wow, this guy's this guy's so good!" Like, who who is he? Uh, and I just remember when when he ended up on the Islanders, thinking like, "Oh, it's pretty cool that we ended up getting this guy who who I <laughs> you know I heard about uh, right. because he was doing." crazy shit uh mm. as a you know as like a teenager and uh the I, I always found it you know when when the islanders would get guys like that who who had like some sort of reputation beyond you know being Jesse Yoensu or Andrew McDonald mm. or you know guys that we we know because they were islanders and nobody else does like when they would get someone like that who would kind of create news like 
Mm-hmm. Oh, the Islanders got Rob Shrimp. They, they, they've got Rob Shrimp. Like, that's cool. Good for the Islanders. That stuff went a long way back in these days because the Islanders uh, so never bad. got talked about. Yeah. Uh, and when they did, it was never good. No. <laughs> <laughs> never. It was yeah. like, you know, something like this was actually like, I mean, just think about the timing of, I mean, if you want to think about when we got him on waivers, it mm. was just... It was right after we got JT. I mean, if you think about like just they had just finished last. Yeah. And you know, it was like it was just a bad time. So it was like, oh, maybe they could play together and mm. you know, maybe it'll be some excitement and yeah. Did not materialize, unfortunately, <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, but uh but yeah, so he he tears up Junior uh and he gets drafted in the first round by the Oilers twenty fifth in two thousand and four. Now this is two thousand and four. Connor McDavid yeah. was drafted in 2015. So this is quite a bit, you know, this is 11 years before the McDavid sort of revolution. This is when the Oilers were looking for anybody to kind of, you know, finally make them good again, although they would go to the cup final uh, in 2006. But um, he was going to be like the next wave of Oilers stars. And he goes back to junior and he, this is when he really tears it up. 05, 06 with the London Knights of the OHL, 57 games played. 57 goals, 88 assists, 145 points. Like that's that's just ludicrous. Like what, what, what I mean, was he playing against like kids? I don't even <laughs> understand. <laughs> yeah, I guess he was, but like what the hell? How the hell do you have 145 points in 137 games? That's absurd. Like no wonder yeah. I guess the Oilers fans were crazy for him. <laughs> well, also I found it when he was 12, he appeared in an instructional video with Wayne Gretzky. When he was 13, he was profiled in the hockey news. So right. all this had been going on for years before. And then you're right. He started to light it up. So you're thinking, you mm. know, he's going to be a big star. Yeah. Yeah. He had all the, all the makings of being a big star, uh, except he wasn't as Mike, <laughs> Mike said. So he, he, you know, grades out of junior and you would think, and I am sure the Oilers fans and their media who we'll talk a lot about in a little bit, they mm-hmm. expected this guy to kind of waltz into uh I guess it was Rexall place at the time and just sort of take over and again, lead the Oilers in, uh, you know, to the promised land again. But a funny thing happens. He barely plays for the Oilers. Like spends a lot of time in the AHL and he never really gets any time with the Oilers. And when he does, he comes up and then he goes right back down again. And it's just, he never finds that sort of, you know, foothold in Edmonton, the way people kind of expected him to. Um, I mean, were you were you aware of him at this time, Lisa? Like, did you know of him as as like an oiler? Because again, it was only like you know, every team has that guy who gets called up every once in a while, and we keep hearing about it all the damn time. And Shrimp was definitely one of those guys. But like, do you remember? Do you have any recollection of him as during this time as an oiler? Yeah, I was thinking he really needed a change of scenery at this point. <laughs> I remember thinking that, and then when I heard that he was on waivers, mm. I was like, oh, we totally yeah. have to get him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This was. Uh, yeah. He ended up playing. Seven games for the Oilers over the course of three seasons. Those are weird Islanders numbers. Seven games yes. in three seasons. There's <laughs> a weird Oilers podcast. He's definitely it. I mean, Mike, do, <laughs> do you have any remember? I mean, yeah, uh, I I uh, I remember him pretty fondly with the Oilers, or or well with the Oilers uh, as an Oilers prospect. Because uh, around this time, I was in college, and I uh, I I became friends with a, a hockey player at the school I went to, and he was from Alberta, and he's a big Islanders fan. I mean, excuse me, big Oilers fan, and uh when the islanders ended up getting shrimp like the two of us or, or when the oilers had shrimp uh you know we we would talk about him a little bit and like same thing like share youtube clips and and we just knew about him as that guy and he was he always wanted him to uh you know kind of like cut his teeth with edmonton and get more of a chance and whatever and um when the islanders got him like i almost i almost got to like dunk on him a little bit and be like <laughs> oh yeah this is great and uh it was it was a funny experience like my my friendship with this guy and he he uh he ended up playing in like the southern professional hockey league and whatever and uh it, it was a little bit of kismet because i you know we i came into a music class like we were, we both didn't take it was like something we had to just tick mm-hmm. off our yeah whatever uh credits class. we had to yeah. take like a music <laughs> class or whatever and uh the two of us were like the last two people to get to the class that morning um and uh so there were two seats left and we just sat next to each other and i heard his accent right away and i was like like where are you from like 
Alberta or something? And he's like, yeah, actually I am. Mm. And, uh, yeah, we were just, we would talk hockey. It was a two and a half hour block class and we would just talk hockey the entire class. <laughs> and that just it developed into this friendship. And I want to say that like Rob Shrimp was kind of a big part of it just because he was someone easy to talk to, uh, someone easy to talk about at that time for the Islanders. Like, mm. I don't think this guy wanted to hear me talk about James Wisniewski or anything <laughs> like that. Right. Like <laughs> Shrimp. So, uh, and the two of us still like, we still talk to this day. Uh, he's still a big Oilers fan. And, uh, when, when the two teams play, like we'll, we'll, we'll touch base and such. But, uh, and he, I remember when Shrimp, um, when, so when the Islanders plucked Shrimp and, they were getting at the time the, the Islanders were pretty active on the waiver wire. That was it. Yeah. That was the only way they could get anybody. Yeah. Right. Uh, and uh, so when they got him, he was, he was like considering he loved the Islanders white jerseys. And he's like, <laughs> I, I would love a Rob shrimp 13, uh, wow. you know, white Jersey uh, at the time. And I, I want to say it was the, uh, his, I guess it was his second season. Cause it wasn't the pajama one. Yeah. Was, no, he, he started out as 13 and then went to 44. 44 yeah yeah where's the yeah yeah and uh but uh yeah that was it like it was it was a fun thing to talk about uh mm. and at first for some reason at the time i had a sam gagner uh oilers jersey that i would wear to class wow. from time to time for him and so yeah rob shrimp uh mm. was a was a big part of our friendship and that's how, how i remember his oilers tenure which of course um i i don't remember as fondly as as what he would do in <laughs> in our orange and blue right well, I first of all, before I, we move on, uh, Sam Gagne is still playing, by the way, and so you still have that Oilers jersey, which is yeah. kind of insane. But, there's uh, a navy but, blue one with yeah. the, the piping, like kind yeah, of down the, stripes, the side, and the apron there's stripes, a great yeah. video of me uh, getting put into a sleeper hold uh, and just like <laughs> clocked out, and I'm wearing a Sam Gagne Oilers jersey. That's really funny. He's another guy who I always wish was an Islander, but uh, but yeah. So after seven games as an Oiler and a whole bunch of games as a uh, Springfield Falcon, but it was Springfield back then. Yeah, the Oilers put him on waivers, and sure enough, the Islanders snapped him up. And this is the thing that Garth Snow would kind of make, you know, his own thing going forward. And Shrimp was one of the first of these, and and really was was a success story. We'll talk about uh, his numbers with the Islanders, you know, going forward. But like, I mean, so Lisa, you were a fan. Here come the Islanders. They actually do what we asked them to do for once and snap up a guy on waivers who another team seemingly stupidly let go uh what was your reaction do you remember what it was when you were like first heard oh man rob shrimp is going to be an islander this is awesome yeah and you know it's funny it was it was i actually found it was september 29th 2009 Mm. and the way that we found out back then because you know there was no twitter or facebook anything like well there was but it was like that was not how the news broke back then right it was tsn Mm. They would put it on their website. I don't know if you remember, there'd be like a little thing like sources say the <laughs> Islanders put in a claim, you know, and that's how we, we found out back then. That's funny. And um, I remember we all thought, oh, this is great. Low risk, high reward. Mm. And then I even found the quotes from from Garth and, and Scott Gordon. And it was like it was something Scott and I talked about yesterday when he was put on waivers. For us, it's a situation where we can give a highly skilled player with great vision on the ice a new opportunity. It's a good change of scenery for him. Mm. So even Garth was already saying the same thing that the fans were saying. Mm. Yeah, Uh, which, again, is not something that would happen all that often sometimes. But in this case, it was. And, uh, yeah, they actually Islanders had the first the first uh, slot in that right. that waiver order because again they were terrible. This again was would be the first season of John Tavares era so they were awful the year before. They're going to be awful this year too. Well that Edmonton said that the Oilers had tried to deal him to the Islanders in the June draft for one of their second round draft picks but they refused. So then mm. Garth was like, "Oh, he's on waivers. I don't even have to give them anything. All right, I'm going <laughs> to grab him." So I didn't know that until I just looked it up and I saw that's that. Awesome. But yeah, that's what they said. Uh not the last time that Garth would take advantage of the Oilers' stupidity, but uh, <laughs> but definitely, definitely, maybe the first time. No, I no, I guess Ryan Smith would have been the first time, but uh, yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, uh, the, this these two teams go back a long, long ways, obviously. But yeah, so uh, they pick him up, and uh, the Lighthouse Hockey Post on this is a classic. You know, Dom lists his height, his weight, his contract, and head uncertain, partly cloudy, which is I guess probably true at the time. Like we didn't know much about this guy other than he was great in junior, and for whatever reason, couldn't stick. As an oiler, which you think, you know, they weren't really all that much better than the Islanders. Like, they sh- he should have been able to stick, but he didn't. And so, you know, the- 
change of scenery, I think I'm sure was probably thrown around a lot. And so he gets picked up. And in that first year, actually does pretty well for himself. 44 games played, seven goals, 18 assists, 25 points. Um, you know, that's not bad. I mean, for a guy who got picked up on waivers, uh, injuries would become a problem. We'll talk about one in particular in a little bit. But uh, so the guy finally suits up for the Islanders. And like, I mean, what what was that like to finally see him out there? He was this is again, he was wearing 13 at the time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was pretty exciting. His his first goal was not that exciting. It was kind of a <laughs> bizarre. No, not. A shot stop, rebound in front, overskated by Oposo. Bounced over stick, I think, too, as he tried to uh, pivot to the back end. Now Oposo moves up, fed it down low, tip save, Thomas, loose puck score! Thomas could not control it, and the Islanders take the one to nothing lead, and it looks like Robbie Schrimp is the guy who was able to poke that loose puck behind Thomas. It better be him. The way he's he just high hurdled. He was in when Moses there doing the high, the high jump. As he's going to get the puck. And what I really like about this is that the referee doesn't have the quick whistle. Matt Molson in front of the net is just going to whack, whack, whack. Take some abuse. And then it goes in. How does this go in? Maybe this look will show better. Yeah, there's Rob Shrimp. Shrimp gets it. He just sifts it in from the side. There's the pump. And then the jump. Uh, kind of shoveled it in on the side against the Bruins, but uh, that was a momentous thing. And I, I remember why I'm watching it now, and I'm like, oh man, his his first goal was as an Islander. That's pretty weird. Which again goes back to the whole Edmonton thing. But uh, yeah, it was fun to watch him play. I mean, do you have any specific memories of him playing at the, as as an Islander? Like, was there any goal or game that stuck out to you? You know, it's funny because I was looking at the highlight reel of the. Um in the shootout and I was like, oh, we could use somebody like that right now. Oh, and I was like, yeah. you know, and I'm like, I, you know, you forget that we actually used to be, you know, not just, you know, we had, you know, Franz, but also yeah, there was, but you know, I didn't realize how many goals he did score in that. I'm like, you know what? That was probably the better, you know, mm. thing that really kind of stands out now. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's where he shined really was in the shootout with like the, the slick moves and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, Mike, what, what, what were your thoughts about seeing this guy? See, I mean, you and your friend, did you kind of go back and forth and like, Oh my God, this guy, why wasn't, why was your friend? Like, why didn't my team keep this guy? I don't I don't understand. Cause who couldn't use a, a sniper in the shootout like that? Yeah. It kind of, he, he kind of just was like jealous of like, I, I got to, to enjoy the, uh, the experience more than <laughs> anything. Right. Like, like he, he, he could watch and, and kind of like people do uh with with players on other teams and you know me and you always make fun of the trevor zegris <laughs> like, right, right. This, this guy's gonna grow the game like no he's yeah. not <laughs> he's, 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 he's uh nobody knows who he is but he's yeah he does some cool things in hockey and uh that's that's kind of like what shrimp was to him it's just mm. like or, or to a lot of people and then but for me i got to like that that goal he scored where he caught the puck dropped it to himself in midair yes. and whacked it in yeah, uh, I guess I think the avalanche. avalanche, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and and uh, I remember that one because I was like, "There's no way that's going to count." Like, even though it's clearly a, a legal goal, mm. like the NHL does not want the Islanders to score here and score <laughs> like that. And uh, this was at the thick of my I had Islanders, you know, conspiracy theories. And mm. The NHL had it out for us. Um, and then Doug, I remember Doug Waite like. Being like, no, that's 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 a good goal. Like pointing to the net really emphatically. Yeah, and uh, uh, it ended up counting, which I still can't. You know, I I <laughs> I can remember where I was watching that game and and kind of just thinking like, there's having a conversation with my buddy, being like, there's no way that's gonna count. Like this is this is the Islanders. Like they, mm. it, that was cool to watch and and whatever. But and then yeah, lo and behold, it that's did funny. count and. Uh, I, and at that time, you thought, man, maybe this guy is he's going to be the goods. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, you thought that was the, the, the start of things to come or, the, you know, the, the epicenter of what this guy could do. This team was very young. Uh, this yeah. was, again, 19-year-old Tavares, 21-year-old Kyle Oposo, uh 26-year-old Matt Molson with his first 30-goal season, 25-year-old Franz Nielsen. Blake Como was 23, but I th- I'm pretty sure at the time I thought he was 32 because it felt like he had been around forever. And, and he's still around, isn't he? And he's still around somehow. <laughs> also still around. 
Josh Bailey was a mere yes. 20 years old at the time. Uh, and yeah, this, this is like a gold mine for weird Islanders and, and shrimp felt like you fit right in, you know, I mean, they had centers to obviously Tavares and, and Nielsen, uh, old Richard Park, Bailey was still a center at this point, but you thought and weight obviously was the old guy, but like this guy had a spot, like he looked like, Oh man, have they gotten a core piece here? And, uh, it was really exciting. And again, he, he had the skills to pull you out of your seat, which was something that we as Islanders fans had not seen in a long time, uh, which is which was really something. Uh, and it was really cool. I, I remember him and being very excited about it. But the injury bug caught up with him again, 44 yep. games. He, I think it was a knee, right? Is that I think took him out for a while there. And uh, he only finished with the seven goals. But uh, but it was pretty cool. Of course, this team finished you know way out of the playoffs. But then here comes year two and you think, OK, here we go. This is, you know, he's healthy now. We're going to do some Rob Shrimp hockey. Uh, we want to see the full Rob Shrimp experience. Uh, but 45 games, 10 goals, 22, uh, 12 assists for 22 points. So <laughs> kind of more or less the same from the, from the beginning. This is where the NHL sort of uh, um, coaching, I guess, uh, whatever, uh, demon starts to rear its ugly head a little bit. And we yeah. start hearing that maybe his defense isn't that good. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh no, this guy, this yeah. is going to do it. And, and yeah, he certainly was the only one on that team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a team yeah. that was, uh, you know, a million miles underneath 500, but yeah. So this is where you start hearing, this is Scott Gordon's second year. And, uh, yeah, it turns out that maybe this guy's only good in one end of the ice and, and he's not a 200 foot player, all that kind of crap that we hear all the time. Um, but I mean, like, were, were you still a fan at this time? Like, I mean, he, he looked like, Again, he looked like he was going to be a core piece. He got over the injury and looked ready to go. He was wearing number 44. Um, at this point, were you still a fan? You still had high hopes for him? I, I still did. You know, but, you know, it's funny because it started off, everybody was excited because, yeah. you know, we're gonna, they weren't sure. Because I don't know if you remember, like, he was qualified, but there were people thinking he wasn't going to be qualified. And then he signed. And, oh. in, 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 um, yeah, that was, like, actually, like, a question about that. Uh, July he signed and then in October he was out with a lower back sprain and mm. then in in November Scott Gordon was fired right and okay. so it was like everything was like you know and then he was a healthy scratch so it was like all these things were happening mm. um at once and you know they even tried moving him to the wing you know because right uh, yeah I was like yeah. everything was just that that's the first year was much better than the second year <laughs> for many reasons. But this yeah. was also, this was, this was 2010, 2011. This was the year that Mark Streit and Oposo both got hurt in training. Yeah. So this yeah, season it, was off the rails before it even got started. Basically, It, it was yeah. November too. I think like they just did yes. not win in, in November. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. When, uh, when Dan Phaneuf <laughs> injured Oposo, I just remember taking a really long, shower after that preseason game in college and just being like on the I was excited for the season because I was like you know Wisniewski your China like this is actually like there were there were some like decent veteran guys here with the young group of players who were starting to step into their prime I thought that this was gonna kind of look like the way the 2013 lockout shortened season looked like this Mm -hmm. season I actually had some expectations that this was actually going to be a decent uh season and and shrimp was a part of that like mm-hmm. he kind of embodied that excitement a little bit because you're like this team has some offensive upside mm-hmm. uh we got this this hot shot 21 year old josh bailey he <laughs> maybe he can take a step forward uh you know franz and uh this was michael the, the, like they they ended up plucking michael grabner off of waivers i was gonna say this was, yeah i don't know if and, people uh, remember that grabner and shrimp were on the same team like yeah pretty wild <laughs> um and and like they they just it felt like they had um you know with they also this was the year that they they had uh it was Montoya and Rollison mm. yeah and you're like okay so they have the goalies Rick is looming like he always is <laughs> he um, always but, was <laughs> yeah um, but but like they had they have a like this kind of solid enough not terrible foundation here it's like Mark Eaton's not gonna Right, jump off the page at anybody, but have if they could, you know, get get something going, or, or uh, but they didn't. Um, and like you said, 
uh, Scott Gordon got the axe. Um, yeah. Go, go, Gordon. Go, go, Gordon was go, go, gone. And um, I want to say that that coaching change was maybe the most in sync the Islanders have ever been. Uh, <laughs> Islander fan base, I mean. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Coaching change. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think Gordon's time had kind of run out. But, it, you know, now you look back and you're like, ah, I don't know if we really uh, had the horses <laughs> that we all thought he had. Um, but, yeah, no, that, this was a young, exciting team. This might be one of my favorite non-playoff Islanders team. Like, I'm looking at this roster here, and it's just a bunch of guys that I was really into. Grabner in particular, the, the, the big Cubano, obviously one of my favorites. Uh, we got to do an episode on him at some point. He's, uh, he's working with the stars, apparently. We got to get him on the phone because he, he's awesome. But uh, yeah, this was, a, I mean, <laughs> they used six goalies in this season. This was the wow. Dwayne Rollison, Kevin Poulin, Miko Koskinen, of course, 20, February 11, 2011, uh, day that will live in infamy. But by that point, uh, Rob Shrimp was no more. He was not an Islander anymore. And it, and it came to, a bit of a sad end. So again, he he was reasonably productive over 89 games as an Islander. I mean, 17 goals, 30 assists, 47 points. That's a little over a point a game. Like that's not that bad. But the whole 200 foot game thing, not no defense really to speak of. Perhaps Jack Capuano didn't think he was much of a warrior at the time. Uh, it was more of a passenger. <laughs> And so he himself was placed on waivers. Oh, no, he was on the... Uh, yeah, he, no, the, yeah. He was yeah. placed on waivers and claimed by the Thrashers. Yes, he was claimed by the Thrashers. Uh, and so the wa- waivers giveth and waivers can also taketh away. And in this case, they tooketh away Rob Shrimp Hockey. Uh, and uh, that was it. There was no more exciting times. No more, um, you know, potential to, you know, again draw you out of your seat and, and drive you crazy with some sick moves. Um, I mean, do, what recollections do you have of, uh, of this? Cause I just remember one day he was just gone. Like, I don't remember him being, I think he must've been like scratched or something at this point. Cause I, I feel yeah. like I had forgotten he was even on the team. And then all of a sudden he was in, in the land. He, they made him, they made him a healthy scratch a few times. And then, yeah, they moved him uh, to left wing because mm. they wanted Josh Bailey to be, you know, and, they already said there's already four centers of the team. They're like, whatever. And he's, and then like shrimp's trying to sell it. He's like, it's going a lot better than I thought it would. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, is it though? Yeah. And then, and then and it's funny because that was in an article in February, February 7, 2011. And then mm. February 26, 2011 is when he was put on waiver. So obviously it didn't go well. It was the same Oops. Fault. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. That's funny. So, uh, you know, poor guy. He was always, always right there. Uh, I mean, Mike, well, well like you, I'm, I'm sure you, you kept a, a watchful eye on the thrashers at the time. And, and, uh, did you, yeah. uh, did you think, wow, they're getting a diamond in the rough here? Oh um, yeah. Yeah. I remember <laughs> that, that, that powder blue Jersey was, was yes. perfect for him. Yeah. You know, that's the type of Jersey that he should be mm. remembered for wearing. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was very, uh, how many games did he play for the thrashers? That's a good question. I want to say 18. Let me let me find out. Hold on one second. Uh yes, 18 games, three goals, one assist. And uh I thought we talked, I think Mike and I, you and I talked that this was the season that the Thrashers made the playoffs, and maybe that was the year uh that you know they they the one time they did, they did not make the playoffs that year. So Rob Shrimp <laughs> would eventually leave the NHL with exactly zero playoff games played. Uh but yeah, three goals, one assist. In 18 games, I have a feeling that Rob Shrimp hockey is not as beloved in Atlanta as it is on Long <laughs> Island. It didn't really take off the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was it. And uh, Dom wrote a whole song to uh, <laughs> the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, <laughs> which is pretty wild. Uh, these, these these were some wild times over at Lighthouse Hockey. But yeah, so there you go. Like he was just here and gone. A true folk hero. He was there and then and then he was gone. And then after that, I guess they didn't re-sign him. And uh, he did not have to go play in Winnipeg, so I guess there's something to that. But he was off to Europe, <laughs> and he played for a ton of teams in Europe over the next couple of years, in Modo, in uh, uh, KHL, and for Dinamo. Uh, he played in Belarus. He played in Austria. And then in 2013, um, that was it. He, he, he was done. But, uh, but he wasn't done with hockey, which I thought was kind of interesting. Like He stayed around the game. 
And uh, I believe uh, he, he started some kind of school or something. I should. Yeah, it's like a skating school or something. Yeah. Like a power skating. Yeah. Ironically. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because like the legend of Rob Shrimp never really went anywhere. Like, yeah, okay, fine. He, he was reasonably productive as an Islander again. Then he, you know, he was gone for Europe. But, like, it feels like his name is still sort of talked about. I guess that might be that still YouTube effect of, like, people, oh, man, you got to remember Rob Shrimp. You got to remember Rob Shrimp. And, uh, and it's years later now. So we could fast forward to just this past winter. Uh, I guess it was January, February, when I guess his name must have come up. And some of the old re- reporters in Edmonton that had covered him when he was with an oil, when he was with the Oilers years earlier, had reached out to him. And, um, well, Rob Shrimp had just had enough at that point. And he kind of let loose in this Twitter thread, uh, basically have with receipts calling out these guys that had made his teenage years kind of a living hell. And he had all these, these headlines about like, you know, uh, how he was disruptive and how he couldn't catch on with team USA. Cause they didn't want him there. Cause he was like a hot dog. And then even after he became an Islander, Mark Spector, who has run many an oiler out of town, uh, out of Edmonton was like project shrimp, not producing results on the Island, just to take more shots at this guy who was like barely, you know, he was in his early twenties at the time. They just had it in for him. And, uh, and he let loose on them and it was actually kind of cathartic to see. I got to say, uh, it was, it was kind of, you know, good for him. Like he just, it wasn't really fair that he got kind of railroaded like that for just, you know, being a kid and like trying to learn the ropes and it just, okay, fine. He wasn't Connor McDavid, but still like they didn't need to treat him like that. I don't know. I mean, uh, Lisa, did you, what did you think? Yeah, and, and you know, it's crazy. If you think about it, he wasn't even a high first round pick. He was a right. low first round pick. They've had Edmonton has had so many high first round picks that they right. could have really. I mean, now I guess that was the the early practice of how they you know started doing that year after year. But mm, yeah. like you know, considering where he was drafted, it wasn't really right that they would do something like that. Yeah, it was a little ridiculous. Again, he just called him out by name, which I thought was like really. You know, how many other guys wish they could do that? <laughs> just be like, you guys. You know, I mean, it's it's funny too because like Mike and I talk about this on anxiety all the time. It's like. You know, you don't get that playing for the Islanders. Like, you don't really get, you know, okay, maybe Larry Brooks writes something about somebody right. every five years, but like, it's very, very rare. And for the Islanders, it's almost, it almost never happens. But like, man, in Edmonton, this happens all the time. I'm sure Gagne has stories. I'm sure Islanders legend Jordan Everly has stories that he, you know, he wishes <laughs> he can go off on these guys too, but, you know, he's still playing and we'll, we'll have to play in Edmonton again. But uh, Rob Shrimp has no such hindrances. He can just kind of go off. And uh, yeah, you, Rob, Mike, you and I talked about it and we're like, wow, this is pretty yeah. awesome. I think you do this. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I just remember him too, like in retirement, um, whether he was still playing in Europe or not, but when he was out of the NHL, he was very vocal on Twitter, yeah, kind of as a, almost a Twitter commentary. I don't know if he was like angling for a media job or something. Uh, he, then he was also like pushing his school and whatever. And, uh, you know, I think hyping yeah. up players who played for his school from like graduated from it or whatever. But, uh, when I saw that, yeah, you just like, you wonder if, there just are so many hockey pundits out there mm. that have completely i mean you, you can't say like they they're the sole reason that some careers have been derailed but they've completely harmed i should say uh yeah. some careers of players like like Shrimp and and uh th- one, i think one thing that players when they come to the islanders and we always talk about like the reluctance at first. And then when they get here, they love it. Mm. And I'm sure part of it is what you were, you know, what we talk about, what you were just mentioning before is that, yeah, no, I, uh, I was minus three last night and had a terrible turnover in my own zone, ended up in the back of the net. And the only people complaining about it are two weirdos on a podcast called Islanders anxiety. Like, you know, I don't have, I don't have Jim Matheson Mm. calling my eighth grade teacher, asking me if, if asking her if, uh, she, you know, thought I was a a, a rabble rouser during math or whatever, mm. uh, and 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 stuff like that. So, or like Mark uh, Spector calling yeah. my entire character and upbringing into question because you oh, know yeah. and Don Cherry saying I'm a, I'm a disgrace to the the province of Ontario, and <laughs> uh, and, it, and and it's funny because you go the other way too in in Toronto where it's like when when it, when when these guys do make mistakes at their job, which is a public job, it's the opposite. It's like yeah. 
Mm. You know, like we got to lift these guys up because, mm. you know, right. Yeah. Cody CC might've had a tough game last night, but he's a leaf and he's, he's fighting the good fight for the scrappy <laughs> underdogs here in Toronto. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I know that, you know, Steve Simmons is, is certainly out there doing the, the other side of it, but, yeah. uh, there's, there's just not that Rob Shrimp didn't get that treatment. He didn't, if he played in yeah. Toronto, boy, uh, it would be a little different, I think, but yeah, he, um, yeah, you wonder. It's like a, a what could have been thing. Was he was yeah. he born in the wrong or did he come of age in the wrong era? Because you can mm-hmm. kind of see him being one of these guys that when he goes on waivers, uh, mm-hmm. if he went on waivers today in, in today's NHL, mm-hmm. people be like, "Oh, thirty-one GMs need to be fired if they don't pass if they don't <laughs> take this guy." You know, like he would be that kind of player, I would right. believe. Yeah, you know, like Alex Barre Boulay mm. or something. Uh, but, uh, Josh Hosang is a name yes, that like comes mind in that exact right, situation. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. That is actually a very good comparable, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Oh, you know, I, I found, first of all, I just was looking at, first of all, I found it really interesting that Rob Shrimp still uses the Islanders picture as his logo, you know? Right. <laughs> but <laughs> he also called out, and I do remember Robin Brownlee yeah. and Kyle. It's like interesting that he mm. actually did this. You know, you're still throwing rocks at me after I retire. This was just like two months ago. This wasn't yeah. even that long ago that he did this. Yeah. Um, you know, he's t- talking about when he was 14 and 17 and stuff like that. Like, I mean, he probably has had this storage that for years right. and he just exploded. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, they wanted to DM and he's like, I'm not going to accept your apology. You know, yeah. I can't even actually believe they apologized, to be honest with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Right. But. Uh, it's a little too late, guys. Sorry. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and over a decade already. Yeah. Right. And uh, maybe, maybe the next time some seventeen-year-old kid shows up in Edmonton and you know doesn't quite score as much as you think he might, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe don't do what you did to this poor guy. But uh, but yeah. So Rob Shrimp hockey was not an island was not part of uh, Islanders lore for very long. But if you were there at that time, man. He left an impression. Like I gotta tell you, we're sitting here, you know, ten years later talking about this guy. I mean, it's yeah. funny that you know we have better we have better memories of this guy than the guy who was at the focal point of that rebuild. That uh, you know was uh, he was supposed to play alongside. So it's kind of funny that uh, it worked out that way. Um, I, th- I mean, Dan and I is this is a, a common theme on this show, which is uh, like, does Brian Ralston remember being an Islander? What are his thoughts <laughs> on being an Islander? So, like those, right. that kind of stuff. Does yeah. does uh. But for Rob Shrimp, like you said, his Twitter bio or his Twitter avatar, et cetera, um, mm-hmm. I think Rob Shrimp, if he came across the show, would like it because I think he actually is someone mm-hmm. who re- might understand how much he's appreciated here. Yeah. But uh, and and what he you know what what he kind of, the juice he brought to a team that needed juice. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you know, sure it didn't last that long, but um. It was appreciated, and I, I'd hope, you know, I would say of, of all the weird Islanders we've done so far, Rob Shrimp probably has the highest likelihood of listening to this episode because <laughs> uh, of how active he is on social media, and I also think he would be the one, one of the more appreciative and kind of understand yeah. that it is not, the show is called Weird Islanders, um, and it, that is a compliment. That is not a, you know, a, mm. a disparaging thing. No. It's just, this is a very weird team, and it has... You know, there's weird characters that are involved and mm. uh, weird moments happen and they usually follow these characters. And he was one of them. And yeah. I really, you know, I do appreciate uh, the show he put on. He was a showman. Uh, yeah. And and the Islanders definitely lacked that. Yeah. He understood that it was entertainment. Yes. Yep. For sure. And, and he made it entertaining. That's absolutely true. And actually, as among weird Islanders, he is a little bit extra weird because his 89 games played is a little bit more, but man, he just, again, he just, he was entertaining and he was definitely a guy who we at that time really latched onto very quickly. And, uh, you know, he, we made him our own in a very short period of time. And it's just a shame that he couldn't stick around a little bit longer. So, I mean, Lisa, like what, what was it? I mean, just to wrap it up, like what was it about shrimp that made him stick out for you on the list? I mean, there's you, so you've been a season ticket holder for a long time, right? I mean, you've probably seen everybody on that list play at least a couple of games, but for whatever yeah. reason, Rob shrimp stuck out to you. Like, what was it about him? That was it just everything we've been talking about? Just his yes, play style or something else? I think it was also the Jersey. I think it yep. was also the Jersey. So. I forgot about the Jersey. Yeah. So please. <laughs> okay. So 
after Bill Guerin left, the Models, if you can remember Models, right. it hasn't been that long, so I hope <laughs> everyone remembers Models. They had a whole bunch of his jerseys, um, Bill Guerin's jerseys, for sale, like really cheap, like mm. marked down. I don't even remember how much it was. Maybe it was twenty dollars. Like, remember how they used to have those crazy yeah. sales like that? Yeah. So we had this idea, and I don't know if it was my friend Don or Maddie. Everyone knows Maddie. Um, to shrimpify ah. the the jerseys, the thirteen jerseys, and you know, Stitches does a great job in Queens, and we and Maddie actually took my specific jersey. And remove the C in the front. You could kind of still see it. It's faded, <laughs> but you could kind of still see it. And swapped out the nameplate for shrimp. And we all still have the jersey. That's amazing. And Don and I actually have season tickets next to each other. And he wore the shrimp jersey a couple of games ago. And then they won again. So he had to <laughs> wear the shrimp jersey again. There you go. And I'm thinking, how funny is it that I'm about to do this podcast and I keep seeing you with the shrimp jersey. And, That's a fun. you know, I'm like, I very rarely wear mine. It has nothing, you know, it's just, I have so many other jerseys, right. but it's nice to see it every once in a while. That's amazing. I mean, that that's not only is a Rob shrimp Jersey, a great reminder of that, that period, but the story and that effect that it involves former uh, Weird Islanders guest Usher Maddie uh, is even better. Like that's that's a great story <laughs> for a, for a great jersey that you know. Somebody's like, "Why do you have a Rob Shrimp jersey?" Man, that that's just a perfect story. Like, yeah, we we shrimpified it. And that that's great. That's that's your. And own then thing. Awesome. I think it he kept his nameplate, the old name Maddie, right. like. And then apparently his wife's name is Aaron, and apparently he chopped out the part of, <laughs> <laughs> and made it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so funny that you know, That's like funny. it's yeah. still around, it's still kicking, and yeah. I will never get rid of my Rob Shrimp. No, movie. you cannot. You oh, I love it. The, the, the Islanders, you know, I, I I know that there are some Islander people that listen to the show and and they enjoy it. And um, you know, one night um at UBS Arena next season, they should do a a weird Islanders night where everyone has to wear their their weird jerseys. Um, <laughs> because uh, game six for against Tampa Bay, which was just an obviously a life-changing game hmm. um the the row in front of me and i have a picture of of these two uh gentlemen there was a steve steos jersey and, oh and an aaron ness jersey sitting next wow. to each other and what's the um, chance yeah seriously <laughs> can you can you imagine like th- these jerseys are out there and there's you know islander fans are we're we're yeah. nuts and um you know, there's, I see Freddie Meyer jerseys. Mm-hmm. I see Richard Park, you know, Mike York, you see these jerseys mm-hmm. every game, basically. You'll see one weird one, uh, a game. Um, and I would just love it if, if there was just one game where it was weird Islanders night and, and mm-hmm. you just, you had them all. You had, you, you know, Andy <laughs> Hilbert standing, standing next to Rob Shremp, stand, right standing next to James Wisniewski and, and whoever. Um, mm-hmm. because that would be such a great game. Yeah, wouldn't that be hilarious? Just to I see, would like... love that. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, that sounds like something we need to talk to our friend Nick Costa of the uh, Offside Tavern about. Uh, yeah, maybe organizing. Forget the game. Let's uh, let's just do it ourselves. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that that would, yeah. yeah. I guess it's not something you need the team the team to, to help with. But right. although know, just get they the... could totally do something with like Isles Lab, where we'll come in with an old jersey and get like ten dollars off or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, that would be cool. Yeah. I, I, I would be, unfortunately, uh, well, I do have the, my Hosang 66 t-shirt. So I guess yeah, that would, that go. would have to be the one, but my jerseys are all, unfortunately, kind of guys that hung around a while. Molson, good well, unfortunately, yeah, good, players, good players. Yeah. yeah. Alfie, <laughs> Molson and LaFontaine are my usual go-to ones. But, and then my other t-shirts are Strite and Visnovsky. Oh, well, I guess Visnovsky, I don't think he qualifies too many games, but yeah, the 66 Hosang t-shirt would have to come out. But, uh, but yeah, no, that's a great idea. And I mean, and it's great that, Again, here we are sitting about talking about guys like this, you know, decades later. And I mean, it's just awesome. So, uh, Lisa, we can't thank you enough for coming on, talking Rob Shrimp hockey, telling us your amazing Jersey story. Please tell everybody <laughs> where they can find you on Twitter. And I'm, I, I know I say this all the time and, and I do mean it for all of our guests because we, I do really appreciate them coming on. But if you are not following this woman on Twitter, you need to, because this is the best way to keep up with so many Islanders stories that are getting out there uh i would venture to say that this is better coverage of the islanders than you know a certain pay site that you might be oh, subscribed right. to that i will definitely be unsubscribing <laughs> to 
when my <laughs> subscription lapses, but I'm just saying. So where can everybody find you on Twitter and where they should find you on Twitter? Okay, so for the articles, obviously the Islander Mania. Yes. And if you want to follow me personally, I am Isles Chick. But yeah, Islanders Mania is is also again, it's just an indispensable thing. And I can't thank you enough for doing this. I can't I, I'm sure it's not easy. Like, you know, we've done I've done, you know, obviously a lot of work at Lighthouse Hockey and the bits posts and things like that. And it's hard. But I mean, you do a great job. So thank you very much. I don't know how thank many people you. have ever thanked you for it, but I gotta thank you. <laughs> oh, every once in a while, but it's nice to hear. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, we appreciate it. Uh so th- and thanks for coming on. I hope you had a lot of fun. I did. It's great, great. Uh Michael Leboff, where can everybody find you on Twitter? Uh, the Big Lebowski with with uh, two E's. Follow Mike at the Big Lebowski. Read his work at Action Network. Do you have any final thoughts on the phenomenon of Rob Shrimp hockey? He is a, a player um, who, while he was playing, you know, brought a smile to your face. The fact that he came to the Islanders brought a smile to your face. And when you look back on him, uh, he brought a smile to your face, and where he brings a smile to your face, and let me tell you, smiles were very hard to come by <laughs> as an Islander fan during those couple of years. So, oh my God, uh, Rob Shrimp, we we definitely salute you uh, yes. for this yeah. one. This is a uh, this is an easy one to, to 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 kind of sum up how how he makes you feel. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Well said. Thank you, Rob Shrimp, and thank you for listening. Uh, Lighthouse Hockey, read it every single day. Patreon.com slash Islanders Anxiety. Make sure to sign up there for ad-free episodes and bonus content. Follow us at Isles Anxiety Pod, VintageIceHockey.com, Pinot Project, all that stuff. You know it. Thanks a lot for listening. And until next time, keep the Islanders weird. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.